Hey everyone, welcome to the Alabaster Podcast. I'm Jillian Stone, and this show is about to give you a whole new perspective on our world. From biblical cosmology and ancient religions of old, to the subliminal symbolism today in pop culture created by the evil ones, we are going to embark on a rabbit trail that isn't for the faint of heart. So buckle up, grab your Bible and a cup of coffee, because it all starts now. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for getting us together tonight to speak on behalf of you and to help evangelize people who are lost and to also help people who are currently um, just exposed to Gentile culture to help get out of that and to seek you first and foremost. And please help the technical side go well. Please help baby Jack to sleep through this and to be good and um just have a great podcast episode so in jesus name we pray amen amen all righty hey you guys so we are back and i am with the cryptid warfare podcast um why don't we start with drew why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and also zook let's let's hear some things about you as well before we kick this off Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Drew, uh, one of the hosts on Crypto Warfare. I like uh, I like tacos, pizzas, long walks in the mountains. Typical, yeah, typical though. <laughs> typical Boehner. No, um, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, I've I've been married for about a good seventeen years. Got three wonderful kids, sixteen, well, pretty close. And then 10, and then a two and a half. So two girls, one boy. Love the Lord. Um, but yeah, that's the main thing I want to do uh, before Jesus comes back is to tell people the truth. And uh, yep, I was in law enforcement for about a good seven plus years. Uh, moved to Tennessee where I met Zook, and things just happened. So other than that, um, God is good, and I'm glad we're here. And that's all I got. So Zooky Poo, you're up. Well, you know, Love it. The crazy thing is, like, that's exactly my story too. So I, we're gonna make it short. That's it. Um, Just copy okay, and with paste. Me, oh, yeah. So with me, I uh, did a lot of moving around growing up. Had a lot of uh, dealt with a lot of family complications. Um, and that left me just bouncing around from place to place, job to job, friend to friend, area to area. And then I ended up in Murfreesboro, where um, I became a Christian, and that really started opening my mind because I didn't have a lot of confidence in anything. And because of that, I didn't care enough to learn anything or pay attention to anything. Like, I just, I, was, I didn't care. Um, and then God opened up my eyes, and I started really uh, doing more for myself and improving my health and mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, and that led me to eventually wanting to start a podcast. Um, oh, and this is also extremely important. I met uh, I met a lady. We ended up getting married. Um, smoking hot baby mama wife. And we have two awesome kids together. And um, yeah. And oh my gosh. If you're listening and you don't have kids, <laughs> um, it's a lot of work. But it's, it's so rewarding. <laughs> so awesome. Yep. I, I'm a firsthand uh, witness to that right now as a as a new mom and i am playing with fire right now oh he's going to sleep you guys his eyes have oh, shut yes. this is gonna be this might be this might be good luck you know you play you play a dangerous game no, I, I know <laughs> honestly with with a, a i mean i don't think that a three-month-old is qualified as a newborn anymore but with with a three-month-old specifically um that's when the paradigm shifts for 
sleepiness to awakeness and Mm -hmm. um fussiness as well so their their personalities are it's coming in they get a little sassy so that's what i'm Mm -hmm. kind of uh you know experiencing Mm -hmm. right now but um we're all parents i think that that's uh and we're all married so i i think that that is such a cool thing to kind of all have in common we all get it and we all understand not only how um you know just time consuming parenthood and um keeping a a biblical relationship is but also um we understand you know just how important it is to you know be christians and also um like be the best christian for your family as well and for me that's um you know my husband he he works so hard for like my family and and me playing a a biblical role as uh, a mother um is very important and for you guys to be to be fathers in the home and for you guys to be heads of the home as well i think that um it's so cool that the both of you are coming together for for your guys's little tribes and um you know really spreading the word and getting the word out there and these guys have made a lot of podcasts on various subjects um the crypto warfare podcast is definitely a podcast that you guys should listen into whenever you guys get the chance i'll link all their stuff down so you can follow all their stuff and um yeah they're just really great and they have been such good friends over the past few months they really have understood um my schedule and like it's just so chill it's nice having like biblical friends because we all get it and it's all just like it flows it flows Mm -hmm. and it's so wholesome and also just just so fun to to get to connect with uh like-minded people for sure um but with that um I want you guys to give me everything that you've got as far as you know what you wanted to talk about Drew I know that you wrote a ton of different (laughs) things about our topic tonight uh, which is you know the roots of halloween why christians shouldn't support it why people who even aren't christian should not support it either um but yeah take it away guys all right well i'll i'll try to bust this out that way we can get to the and Zuck's words, the juicy stuff (laughs) (laughs) the good stuff (laughs) the good stuff all right here we go Okay, so basically I got it titled uh, Halloween is Demonic. Okay, so here's how it starts off. Okay, guys, so basically uh, when, you, when you think about Halloween and all that, um, as far as far as Christians-wise, in reality, I always try to relate it to what glory is it bringing to Jesus Christ? So the first verse that pops okay. up in my head was uh, Ephesians 5.11. I have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, that's what that's what old Jillian does in her podcast. And that's what we try to do on our podcast as well. Encrypted Warfare is to try to expose the darkness, basically. So and all that. So and then also too in First Corinthians 10 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. So, you know, either for him or against him. And I thought this was pretty interesting. It was a quote by Anton LaVey. He's the guy uh, who started up uh, the Church of Satan in, uh, in California. He quoted that uh, the founder of the Church of Satan said that, I am glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Welcome to Halloween. I wanted to 
elaborate on that too. I thought mm-hmm. that that was, I mean, that's one of the most, I think, influential quotes to me um, as a Christian as well. Like it, it really did call me out a few years ago when I started um, really kind of just getting a tinge that, you know, maybe Halloween wasn't like what it was all made up to be. And I grew up in church, like with the trunk or treats and like the trick-or-treating and dressing up and all that um but with that Anton LaVey quote it really reminded me of how um walking in iniquity is especially Mm -hmm. as a Christian because I mean we saw this in Exodus where when God led out the the Israelites from Egypt they continued to walk in their iniquity no matter how many miracles, no matter how um, fed spiritually and physically they were by God. They kept going back to these false idols. And for those of you who don't know what iniquity is either, um, it's basically what leads you in your heart to sin. So say I decided to smack my sister in the face because she stole my t-shirt. It's not me actually smacking – it's not the action of smacking my sister in the face that that is iniquity. It was the feeling in my heart that led me to smack my sister in the face because she stole my T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, like, I mean, we aren't called to slap people in the face when things get tough for us. Um, so walking in iniquity is essentially what Christians decide to do when they – go ahead and dress up as a pumpkin for Halloween and go ahead and trick or treat and go and watch horror movies and go into haunted houses and stuff like that. Oh yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's fun. I'm going to go off that tangent. When, <laughs> when you said smack your sister <laughs> in the face, uh, I keep going back to what we talked about earlier. Look alive. Anyways, <laughs> <local> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely on that. And um, yeah, you know, so like I said, with the whole, uh, I'm going to say with you guys, the 10 reasons why we shouldn't never celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Okay. So no, okay. So number one, uh, Halloween is the devil's holiday. People mindlessly celebrate Halloween without realizing that this is the biggest day where witches, warlocks, and all around the world, they practice satanic ceremonies to bring a spiritual attack on the church and the community. And uh, mm-hmm. in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against spiritual forces and in the heavenly places. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, Halloween is a demonic pagan celebration. Zook and yourself will get into that, which you already done and earlier. And uh, yeah, it, it is to believe that on Halloween, uh, the door between the realm of demons, the second heaven and the living is opened up. All manner of evil can manifest itself among the living. October 31st is a holy day for satanic worshipers, voodoo, santeria, witches, warlocks, demons, Yes. And And also like, and going off of that too, the, um, the Nordic and like Celtic side of Satanism too, it's very interesting how it is so intertwined with, with the Celtic faith and like the Druidism, um, as well that leads into witchcraft. Um, like I said, in like my introduction, we talked about how Halloween is rooted back to Sowin, which was the, 
um, basically the the new year for witches. And mm-hmm. so it is a very sacred, like it legitimately is a sacred holiday for these people who practice uh, either droidism, witchcraft, or e- even Satanism. Um, because, I mean, this is the time where they are able to basically make atonement for themselves at like a dark atonement for themselves and i mean we see this with like one like some types such as like the burning man ritual um Mm -hmm. that burning man ritual isn't just a festival in the summer um it was an actual practice by these religions of old to literally um basically purify themselves through the blood of sacrifices. And so this, this stuff is real. It's not fake. Um, I mean, these holidays are, are literally put in place for them to even like masquerade all of their rituals and make it seem like they're not doing anything while everybody else is just distracted for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They just uh, definitely just slap a different type of bumper sticker on it and call it okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. But keep going on. <laughs> keep oh, going <laughs> forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways, yeah. So going back to that, um, yeah, devil worshiper worshippers put as much important on Halloween as Christians do on Resurrection Day. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah. So number two, uh, the curses behind the pumpkin at the door. This is very interesting. So basically all this information I got was from John Ramirez and a couple of their Satanists. Uh, John Ramirez was a ex warlock Satanist. He was in Satan's army. He said for like 25 plus years. So he actually did spiritual warfare battle against Christians, but God got a hold of him. Thank God. And now he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to open up his brothers and sisters christians Amen. minds on what halloween's really about Amen. and and spiritual warfare side of it so yeah all this information i got from his from him basically so anyway so uh the curses behind the pumpkin at the door the pumpkin represents uh, a demon that controls the rivers whose name is ashun uh the type wow. of jezebel spirit in santeria the pumpkin brings demons into your house when you put the pumpkin at the door on halloween you're giving the devil an entryway into your house and your family. When leaving the pumpkin at the front door is considering an offering to the goddess Ashun, the type of Jezebel spirit. So basically when you do it, you basically give spirits a green light to enter your home. Not to scare them away, but to enter your home. And also when you carve the pumpkin, it is an open invitation for demons to enter your house, not just your property, but into your house. And then wow. curses become, yeah, the curses become active on Halloween. So uh, if you worship Satan by celebrating Halloween, oh, little man! If you worship <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, uh, yeah, by uh, by inviting uh, curses upon yourself and your family, uh, the carved pumpkins, spider webs, goblin statues, and other demonic-related uh, objects are symbolic invitations for demons to enter your house and put curses on your household and your family. And then wow. it reminds me of uh, Exodus twenty-three, twenty-four: You must not bow down to other gods. And serve them or follow their practices. Wow, I back to what you were saying about the uh, jack o' lanterns. Um, I looked into a very specific ritual that makes so much sense now that you like dove deep for us because I wanted to leave some some things out for myself to even be educated because I think it's important that in this podcast, I mean, 
um, that everybody knows that even I'm not perfect. I'm not educated in every single thing. Um, and I like to, I like to be let known things as well. So I like always giving people the topic of, um, what I want to talk about and have people write down what, what their research is. But, um, the Jezebel spirit that you were talking about, um, not only is Jezebel a prominent figure in the Bible, but also is very loosely intertwined with um, the demon Lilith. Have you guys mm-hmm. heard of, yes. of what she does? Okay, so I've, she yeah. like eats children. So mm-hmm. one thing that they did for sure um, the with the history of the jack-o'-lantern is uh, the droids of the town would prey on Christian homes. And this is where trick-or-treating comes from, actually. So they would knock on the children's or the the Christian family's door and say trick-or-treat or something of that sort. And they would literally take the firstborn child of that household, of the Christian household, and sacrifice them and use their body fat. It's really graphic, you guys, sorry. Yeah. But they would use their body fat from the sacrifice and they would light the jack-o'-lantern. So <laughs> the fact that you say that too, that it invites demonic um, entities into the homes, I'm wondering if it's sort of like a like one of those like pin um, pin voodoo doll rituals where you can basically control a person. So I'm wondering if those jack o' lanterns are able to basically invoke spiritual warfare on those homes, like if they were able to do that on those Christian homes of the children that they stole they were able to release demons as well into that family's home to further curse them. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very good information here. And this is like all true. So it's not like something that we just made up. It's, it's literally all, you can find it anywhere. You can literally find it anywhere. Yeah. What's, uh, what's amazing too, is getting a ex Satanist perspective on what the holiday is about and what things represent. Like, the regular public or even Christians, you know, think it's taboo. They really don't. They really don't know this stuff. So, but, um, but yeah, it also reminds me too of Ephesians four twenty seven. Like, don't give the devil a foothold. That's not just, you know, the things you struggle with, but also, you know, doing stuff in the physical as well. But, um, but yeah, also Deuteronomy seven twenty six. You guys can look that up. I got a bunch of verses, but you guys can write that down if you guys are listening. So, uh, number three, it says. Uh, Opening up doors through celebrating Halloween. Uh, the devil loves it when believers celebrate Halloween and get dressed up. No matter how much you read the Bible and uh, uh, worship God, he loves when he loves when Christians who celebrate Halloween because it, according to John Ramirez, he says it brings a four to five year generation curse on your family. He knows that the next generation will celebrate Halloween as a ripple effect and attach the curses to your family members. It's like when you throw a pond in the stone. And you see like a whole ripple effect that just spreads out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And like I said, it goes quoted by Anton LaVey where he talks where I, basically what I said in the beginning. And then uh, in Exodus 34, 7, it said God punishes the children and their children for their sins of the fathers in the third and fourth generation. Oh, Dude, number four. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. About ahead, generational curses. But this go is ahead, what I was quick. talking to you about a while back. So and this is the importance of being specific when you pray. And also don't have any distractions around you. But yes, I, it was back in May. There'd been something I've been struggling on and off like my whole life. Um, and it was a really big issue for me. And 
literally after I prayed for like about 20 minutes, it was early in the morning. I'm an, I'm an early, uh, yeah, I'm an early riser. I get up about 4 a.m. most of the time. And, um, but I, I started praying. And then within 20 minutes after that prayer, um, it was the weirdest feeling. Like it was almost as if um, I, I felt, I don't know, for those of you that have ever been, ever been baptized or born again, like it's a, it's an incredible feeling. And I had that mm-hmm. same feeling wash over me after um, I prayed that prayer. And I had demons that I knew had, I've, I've had for a long time because I used to dabble into some pretty dark stuff. And I know a lot of that, it was so hard for me to let go because I'm so fascinated with the supernatural and the unknown. It's just that certain fear aspect of it. I get a rush out of it. And it was such an incredibly weird feeling. I, I never felt that way before, except when I was baptized. So that's why I kind of give that as an example. But uh, about 20 minutes after, uh, my, son's, my son just started crying in the other room. And um, I think it was about two and a half at the time. Uh, and it was really weird because I automatically knew those demons were leaving me. And they were going on to him, you know, because they're losers. You know, that, that's all yeah. they are is mooches. Um, and later that day, um, as well, when he took a nap, he was having nightmares. Aww. And and he this rarely ever happened with him. And it sucks. Like, But then again, you know, the devil and these demons, they can't create anything on their own. They have to use somebody else or steal it. And and all that week, he was off. Even And I didn't even tell this stuff to my wife. Um Cause I knew it probably would have, it would have freaked her out, but yeah, all that week, like he just wasn't himself. And whenever we were going to pray before we ate every time, not every other, it was every time uh, he would run. He'd say, no, 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 no. Uh, which, which if you guys have, have a two-year-old and you know, like they say no a lot, but this one was just totally different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he would just run to his room and act like it was the worst thing in the world and start crying and scream. It was so wow. odd, but I knew exactly what it was behind, but, um, I mean, I eventually brought it up to my wife, but it was just, um, it's a, a very scary topic for her. So, uh, I just had to approach it gently when I said it. So uh, I don't know if she, she believes me, but I'm, I just thought it was, was wild because my mother-in-law said it, said it as well. So that's two people. Uh, I mean, so yeah, the power of prayer is important. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I honestly, with that, it's so difficult to be given such a ginormous responsibility from God to be not only a spouse, but also a parent. And when like every single person deals with sin, 100%. And I think that one of the biggest things too is stewarding your home. And when you don't understand what you're dealing with and you don't understand the power of prayer and you don't know how to physically pinpoint, um, the demonic realm it is such a difficult thing to break free of demonic oppression and avoid getting your family oppressed by that demonic oppression as well and so oh that just like breaks my heart because um what's really interesting too it's like such a good time to talk about all of this as well like for me, um, I went through a time postpartum and it took me about like four weeks to be able to like get back into actually reading my Bible. It, so I spent, I spent a good four weeks not reading my Bible because I was just freshly postpartum and also we were traveling and I was just like getting the hang of it. Like when you're a first time parent is, is so hard. And 
in the yeah. back of my mind, like I felt so guilty every single day that I would wake up and all of a sudden it was dark again. And I had just like blinked and the whole day like went by and I went through like a little time of like spiritual warfare as well, where um, I wasn't a very good steward of my home, even though like, obviously I was doing other things. And I know that God knows my heart and he, he understands where my heart was in that time. But the demonic realm also knew my heart and was praying on that literally and um, knew that they could come at me in a time where I was most vulnerable, literally. And I, a lot of really strange stuff was happening in my house until I pulled out my um, anointing oil and just went around my house, um, just praying over it um, because of, you know, we just need, we just need to steward our home. And there's never a time where um, the demonic realm can't get in if you are not placing your guard up with that kind of stuff. And 100%. So, I mean, that stuff is like so real. Um and not to get like too off topic, but I totally resonate with with that experience and it's it's a heartbreaking thing for sure. Yeah. 100% on that. It's kind of funny he said like anointing oil. It's a little got a little side note. Um You have of course you have. Have you ever heard of like EDC? Like everyday carry? Oh. Heard of the acronym? No, never. Okay. Okay, so basically, ex-military law enforcement guys, we have this acronym called EDC. The basically, unlike unlike, what do you carry every day? As a man, like as a protector of the home, like me, I always carry like my pistol, two mags on me, uh, a knife, a flashlight, my wallet, cell phone, all that. But I also carry like anointing oil in my Bible, like a little pocket Bible, because if, of course, you know, you're trying to protect your family in physical, but also in the spiritual too. So mm-hmm. I feel so naked if I don't have like my, oh my, like my Bible with me and like my little bottle of like anointing oil. Because like you said, if you need to get in spiritual warfare right off the rip and you need to use that oil as a symbol, like, you know, it helps out a lot. Yeah. And, and yeah. Also, like, the the whole, like, thing with holy water, I'm sorry, you guys, but holy water is not going to freaking <laughs> save you. I'm sorry. It's not going to freaking work. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, it's not biblical for one, for two. Yep. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna try to take on the spiritual realm, you're going to need to do it biblically. And yeah. A, yeah. anointing oil is biblical. And it doesn't need to be blessed or anything. Just whatever whatever you have. That That is literally, like, what is going to mean the difference in the intention behind that and the way that you pray over that to steward your home and to ste- steward your family that is what is going to protect you mm-hmm. yeah also just be careful what you bring in the house and what you watch in your yes. house as well and even listen exactly to like i literally exactly. Had to go take things away and even burn them um yeah and, exactly. and you guys i mean you're like oh well i have all this crap you know i've had it for generations and stuff like that but and, and if you don't know what it is literally when you pray cursed, like you'll get these cursed objects the first thing that comes to mind yeah, like m- most of like more than likely, the first thing that comes to mind is random as it may be, that's what you need to get out of your house. Literally, like, it's so yeah, it's so I, odd, but but that's one thing I did. But yeah, and, and it works like it does. Absolutely, yeah, it's kind of funny you're saying cursed objects and like what we just talked about. You know, like the pumpkin. Yeah, so you're opening you're you're opening that door, but also too, you know, like Jesus and Paul say, you know, like. There's actually three doorways, you know, your eyes, what you what you hear and then what you speak. So, you know, the movies you watch, the things you listen to, uh, you know, and the way that, that you treat others, too. It's yeah. it's all what I mean, 
like your your words are so important your words are can can either be curses or blessings literally yep and yep. it's up to you the way that you treat everybody else and like it's it's another thing that I have a lot of issues with as far as like salvation issues as well. Like people, like um, the um, unconditional salvation mm-hmm. um, and once save, always save doc- doctrine. It just completely <laughs> negates every single thing in the Bible and gives you a sense of like no responsibility. And it gives you it's, false hope. It's li- false hope. <laughs> Zero, cheap grace yes yeah, and live also, like hell. the the amount of carelessness that you inherit from that doctrine is yeah. so incredibly dangerous and yeah. like when you talk about end times with these people who believe in that stuff they will literally say that we are fear-mongering for talking about end times and it's like you know, mm-hmm. in the Bible, I don't know how many times it says that we should fear God, but it's pretty significant that I think that it's um, a pretty healthy concept to fear God and to fear um, where you're going and to have a little bit concern over yourself and others where they're going as well. It helps you actually become a disciple. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the thing that I believe that the world has lost is the respect and the fear of God, like Literally. legitimate fear of God. Like people are more afraid of people judging them than the man who can cast their body and soul into hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But let's, let's get back into this. These are really, really good discussions and honestly even though like we've talked about all these things, it's literally not even off topic because it, this is all of the stuff that you basically enter into spiritually when you go ahead and celebrate holidays that are like Halloween. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I guess we'll get back into it. Anyways, uh, real quick. Uh, okay. So number four, um, harvest is not a substitution for Halloween celebrating Halloween or harvest. Uh, you can bring a curse to the church and upon the children of the church. Uh, uh, can you substitute this holiday? Negative. No. Um, why create a substitution for this demolic holiday? If you celebrate Harvest Festival, you celebrate Halloween. Yes. We feel like we must entertain people to keep them in the church oh or to have Lord. them come back. Yes. But we don't. We must bring them to Jesus and to the cross and let God do the rest. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. And also, like, to preface, too, it's okay to enjoy the season of fall, you guys. Like, oh, it's, okay, it's okay to, like, oh, yeah. enjoy, like, looking at the leaves, enjoying apple cider. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's okay to enjoy those things. But when, I mean, you can do that in a healthy way without also, like, immersing yourself into the culture. Yeah. Yep, we got to be countercultural, 100%. Uh, okay, number five, uh, delusions behind the costume. Uh, this is one of the biggest delusions to the church. The devil changed Adam and Eve's identity when they were in the garden. Uh, when Christians put on the costume of something they're not, they open themselves up to a demonic attack, and your identity has changed. And quotations. Okay, it reminds me of uh, this is kind of a side note. It remind going to cryptids. It reminds me of Skinwalker slash Medicine Man. Yeah. On how they take on the entities and what they put on. Uh, the cloak, the coat, the fur of certain animals that they want to take, have them take uh, possession over, and and this is this is basically kind of kind of like in the realm of the same concept. When you put on a costume, uh, we want the energy 
in or out of whatever we're putting on and we want ourselves to act like it. Okay. The devil is the biggest, um, identity, uh, identity thief. Uh, another, another side note, he tried to take Jesus, um, identity away from him, uh, when he was tempted him also in Genesis, uh, three, two, seven, uh, talks about the fall of man. And, uh, Many Christians walk around not knowing their identity in Christ, but they sure they sure um, know their purpose on how to celebrate Halloween. Yes, mm-hmm. so and, good. Yeah, and then also too, why are costumes? Uh, also, like why the costumes? Uh, the delusion behind the costume is to side note is to is to pose as something you're not, and to a divide uh, demonic attacks in your life and also your family. Uh, Satan is the greatest identity theft. And also, to you, when I brought up um, when he was uh, tempting uh, Jesus in the wilderness, he, he also tried to uh, question Christ's identity when he says, uh, asking, if you are the Son of God, command these stones into bread. Note that Satan masquerades as the angel of light. And uh, also, he is, he is the liar of liars, man. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. You know what? That yeah. also it also reminds me of like yeah, what like what we're facing in the modern day. Like, what is one thing that like is in pop culture that we can absolutely Dude, say? I'm gonna like, say LGBTQ, like all this stuff. Yes. Like our, our identity is lost. The the world's especially in the Western culture, their identity is lost. People don't exactly. know who they are. But there is such a push for finding your identity mm-hmm. that's the thing and what people don't realize is that you don't need to know who you are you need to know who you are in jesus exactly. you don't you you need to know whose you are that's a better way of putting it mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah yeah jesus is the only one like period that can show you who you are And through that, you live a more simple life and a more joyful life. And you don't have to worry about all these stupid, ridiculous things like, what is my freaking pronouns? I'm sorry, (laughs) but my pronouns not relevant when it comes to my salvation. And I'm not going to stick my head into who I am. I need to get my head out of that. And look up to the heavens and look to God. That's what we mm-hmm. need to be doing. Because it's the the whole idea of identity. And like how you said, Satan is the ultimate identity theft. It's so true. Especially with, with stuff like this. Where you are constantly pretending to be things that you, you're not in, in today's world. And I think that that's like one of the biggest things that like sets people on the path to like darkness and why like school, like elementary, junior high, high school can be so difficult for kids because everybody is so set on being the person that everybody else likes, Mm -hmm. that they are, they end up losing who they are and Mm -hmm. they end up losing whose they are as well. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Oh, Jack, no. He agrees. Satan's biggest psyop. (laughs) I know. He agrees. Um, yeah. But um, what was I saying? Sorry. Um, but when when children don't know who they are, that is when they are most easily corrupted. And More I vulnerable. think that also like the um, anti-bullying culture, too, 
um, has also made it so that people can't be who they are and they can't express other viewpoints and they will constantly be told that they're a bully for being different and for being themselves and instead it's you know kind of pointed oh buddy it's okay um sorry hold on one second you guys you're good you're good all right good thing about podcasts is that we can always cut things out Oh yeah. There we go. Okay, I think he's good now. But um I think the biggest thing to note too is that when you create a society that is so bent on being the same and being kind of like a hive mind, you in essence are the ultimate deciding factor really of creating a society that is identity less basically and is you know afraid to accept things like jesus Mm -hmm. and i think that that like especially with the whole costume thing and it's so interesting too because halloween like i'm noticing that this episode is really like making up like just truths of like everyday life like it's not just it's not just halloween it's like everyday beyond halloween and halloween is really an expression of who we are as people for sure mm-hmm. and oh, yes. but yeah i just i thought that that was really interesting oh yeah and going back to what you're saying too um with everyone's identity uh he he made this quote he goes, uh, obviously, the devil doesn't want anyone to experience the power of their heavenly identity. Absolutely. So he works tirelessly to keep us from knowing and living in truth and who we are in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Okay, number seven. We're going to go on to November 1st, kind of jumping. Okay, okay. After, after Halloween, you guys all know about All Saints Day. Okay, so number, November 1st is not about the saints uh, the day after Halloween is Saint Day, November 1st. Uh, they bring food offerings to dead relatives. It's truly demonic. Once you're dead, you're dead. There's no coming back. Uh, there's no, basically, there's no coming back to eat, too. And also, uh, he put out he put out um, a quotation, of course, and I'm going to give you guys a spoiler alert. Uh, in Hebrews 9.27, it says, um, A man cannot die, go to heaven, and come back. Then he has to die. Uh, more than once but god said to the man you will only die once and Mm. as it is appointed unto man once to die after is the judgment and also in isaiah 26 14 they are dead they shall not live they are deceased they shall not rise they haste out invested to destroy man and yeah it's basically on like once you're dead you're dead that's it yeah, I would absolutely love to see um, Catholic people. We love our Catholic friends. I, I do mm-hmm. believe that yes. that they are they are good people. They they just are very very misled. But I yeah. I would definitely love to see, especially the higher ups in in the Catholic Church, try to take on that kind of scripture because I think it would really scare them on their on their stances oh, yeah. for sure. Well, from being ex-catholic i know how that works i did catechism and all that before i became full-blown christian 
and uh, knew it was all false doctrine. But um, what's crazy about uh, the Catholic churches and stuff like that, no one brings a Bible. They just all hear say, see, say on what the, on what the priest yeah, says. Yeah. That's what that's I've it. heard. And then yeah, like people and who nobody question. Nobody fact checks. Yes, that's what I've heard. I've never been into a Catholic church. I've, um, when I was in my political days, I, I've been to like conferences where they've brought priests and I literally felt like, um, I was under like demonic attack because the guy yeah. started talk- like speaking in Latin. But like, the thing yeah. is, is like the, I'm pretty sure the average Joe doesn't understand like Latin. And so no. like, you never really know. What he's who saying. is yeah exactly what they are saying and like the whole time that he was praying i felt totally under attack and i literally was counter praying i was like jesus please protect me from the spiritual warfare that this man is bringing into this environment please protect me yeah. from whatever he is saying right now because i yeah. know that this is not of you and i felt a lot better after that but like i was literally freaking out it was like this um, almost like all the air in my body, it was like being being drained out from mm-hmm. the amount of like I don't even know what this guy was saying either, or like if it was truly Latin, it was just really really bad. Um, yeah. But oh, well, what's what's funny is uh, going off on tangent on that, um, on how Satanists and uh, you know practitioners and stuff like that. Well, one of the things is. Um, is doing like seances and stuff is you know just saying things over and over and over to hypnotize the crowd and you know being catholic you basically you know whatever the father well i'm not calling him father there's only one father god exactly above jesus christ so um but once you do these chants is what i call them over and over you're they're basically chanting and all that santeria is pretty close to catholic to you know to to catholics um on how they worship and stuff like that to like dead relatives and, and, and all this stuff. So, but yeah, that could be another episode. Cause I know. Yes. I, I, Let's do I that. Dug a lot onto that. Yeah. I dug a lot onto that. But anyways. Okay. Okay. So number eight, uh, Halloween is a betrayal to God in first Corinthians 10, 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. So uh, how can you call yourself saved while celebrating Halloween? For example, if a married couple says they love each other, but they go off and commit adultery Absolutely. like once a year, you know what I'm saying? It's awful. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, so number nine, uh, the curses become active when Halloween begins. Uh, the curses start uh, when they celebrate Halloween, the whole picture of Halloween is to bow down to the devil. The biggest witchcraft is done on Halloween, coffins, bones, etc. Halloween is abomination to God. Uh, so when you create harvest, <laughs> I hear okay. one in the back. <laughs> you're good, so you're when good. you create, so when you Bye. create harvest or Halloween partying by carving pumpkins, putting spider webs, da 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 da. I already said this. You create a three to four generational curse. And then number 10, last but not least, Halloween is a trap set up by the devil. Halloween is to poison believers and non-believers alike. Many people get killed, shot, gone missing on Halloween. Um, Absolutely. When I was in, when I was in law enforcement, um, we dealt a lot with that on November 1st and November 2nd with a lot of like missing people's cases, um, wow. like missing children, murders <sighs> and stuff like that. And wow. um Back when they used to have papers, that's when I used to look in that, like seeing like obituaries or stuff like that. But now you can actually look on the internet. Like if you go onto your city, your town, I guarantee if you look at like the metropolitan areas, 
LA, Chicago, Nashville, all that stuff. There's so many people. Look at the news on what happened during that night on the next day. You're gonna see a lot of uh you're gonna see like see like a lot of killings and people people. um missing people and stuff too. So I wonder if like missing animals too. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And that's why I know they created a law where except for in Louisiana where they shut down all of the humane societies uh like two days before um before yes. halloween yeah because a lot I've of uh, witches that. and warlocks were going there and taking uh animals and then there was just sacrificing them so it's just awful so awful. and and then like i said halloween is a poison believers maybe you get shot killed okay so basically uh don't play with fire if you play with fire you'll get burned burn your whole house down the devil is a master on how to deceive people Remember, he is the father of lies. The devil kills, steals, and destroys. And and if you do these type of holidays, you certainly um, encourage uh, traditions. And it's a trap set up by the enemy, purpose to keep you away from Jesus Christ and the cross. And First uh, Corinthians ten twenty, read it. And Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, uh, you can check that out as well. And then I'm gonna give you guys some verses. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So, anyways, uh, three John eleven, First Thessalonians five twenty two, Proverbs twenty two six, First John one five, Second Peter five eight, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, love Third John one eleven, and First Thessalonians five twenty two. So good. Ooh, look at you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so Pizza much. Time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys have time, if you don't, we can just end this here and then we could do like a part two if needed. Um, because this will go up next Friday. But I would love to hear both you and Zook's stories of Halloween experiences that you had. Zook, I heard that you dated a witch. Oh, yeah. What did you call he me? Did. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would absolutely love to hear all of that. Okay. It's like Put your helmet on and buckle your seatbelt. It's gonna be pretty. And crazy. like what? <laughs> like what happened? Like on Halloween and everything. I would. I want to hear about it all. And I. I'm sure that all of our viewers would <laughs> totally love to listen to all of this. This is insane. Okay, so um, I'll start back. Um, I think it was in 2008. Yeah. Um, I was going to massage therapy school because I saw that as a way where I can get on a cruise ship and I can travel the world. So I'm like, oh, this is so freaking exciting. <laughs> no joke. Two weeks into it, I'm like, oh, I hate touching people. It's so gross. Um, <laughs> I would always be partnered up with somebody who was just incredibly, you know, large. Hairy. Uh, hairy. Yeah, or hairy. <laughs> or they stunk. I'm like, dang it. Uh, and. I met a girl from that class who lived about 45 minutes outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And she said she was a witch and I laughed. Um, but then over the time I was there, we ended up building like a, a good relationship and came like uh, friends and whatnot. And it was one day whenever we were in the lab and we were, we were mas- uh, massage partners. Um, we were doing hand massages and she looked at my hand, my hand and she was like, Oh my God. I'm like, what? She said, you were at high risk. I'm like, yeah, what, what does that mean? She's like, you can die any minute. I'm like, I think we can all die any minute. Um, but the way she said it, I'm like, that's, I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't know. It freaked me out because I've never had anybody like give me a palm reading or anything like that. I didn't even give permission, but um, 
anywho, within within that week, I was in. Uh, I used to have a pretty bad drinking problem, and um, I was in an accident and uh, through drinking and driving, and almost killed several people. And it literally almost wow. killed me. Um, I mean, my car snapped in half. My engine was in my passenger seat. My like by the grace of God, only by the grace of God, I survived that. Like it. I mean, when the steering wheel came out, it pushed me back, and that's where I broke my ribs. And wow. it actually flattened. I mean, my my freaking driver's seat was almost like leveled. It hit me so oh hard. My word. Um, and then after that, I went through. Uh, but I didn't really. It's nothing against my family, but I didn't didn't have any family to rely on financially or anything like that. So I had to figure out like what I was going to do. Um, so I'd bounce around from place to place, and I had to work earlier than what I really should have. So I, I'm pretty sure I still probably sustained some of the injuries currently that um, are from, from me just starting to work too early. didn't give myself enough time to rest. But wow. um, I still ended up um, keeping in touch with my friend who practiced witchcraft. And over a couple months, I told her, I'm like, dude, I need to get out of the city. Like, I need to get away from these. Because I started, I after that, I ended up developing a, a drug problem. Um, and I'm like, I want to get away from all this drinking and drugging. I don't want it anymore. And she said, I oh, can come live with me. I'm like, okay, cool. I'd be cool living with a witch. And wow, I was an idiot. Um, such a freaking idiot. <laughs> and <laughs> stupid, whenever stupid I moved, uh, <laughs> I know that's what I was trying to say. Stupid, uh. um, <laughs> so whenever I moved outside of the city to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, there was a Stones, the Stones River battle that happened here. It's, it's. I mean, it was a really crazy battle. Um, and, and it's also known for MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. But yeah, I moved down here and I ended up getting a job and cycling everywhere for a while. And the car that I ended up crashing I only had liability on it. And I blew all my money into it. Another, <laughs> another not very good idea. Sorry, Drew sent me a, a beautiful little text. Um, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> okay. Um, but um, over the, over the time uh, when I was here, because um, I didn't know I was going to be a Christian, like I just thought I was going to blow through here. But after moving in with a girl who practiced witchcraft, she had a roommate and uh, like her roommate was 100 percent possessed. Um, but I mean, she she would just do her, her daily stuff like, you know, act pretty normal. But it was a uh, an awkward sort of love triangle I was in because, you know, I was interested in, in um, my friend and she was interested in her. And, you know, and I was the one in the way. Um, and, but we all became like good friends over time, but then we had a bit, and I, I will just to kind of paint a picture. I just want this to be pretty authentic and realistic. Um, I don't think I've, I shared this on the podcast before, but, uh, me and the witch, we, we were intimate and everything. And that's the first time in my life. Like I ever felt like I was losing bits of my soul. I literally um, felt like I was losing who I was and sucky this. Man. Yeah, and like, and actually, Drew actually brought that up. I'm like, I never thought about that, dude. But that's so true because over the time I was there, the months, I think I was there for a total of like about six months, um, and it was as I started losing bits of myself, I literally started doing these actions and saying these things that that wasn't me, and I was literally the back the backseat driver to my body. And what in my wow. words, it was so freaking weird. That's the best way I know how to explain it. And we would do um, these uh, practices. I don't I don't exactly know what all of them are, but I know Ouija board. Like I've played around on Ouija boards before and whatnot, but I'd never seen it um, go as far as it did with her. Because once again, this goes into charged objects, p- people. So just make sure you're careful what you bring in your house. 
Absolutely. Um, and also, she- I pray over everybody who is listening to this podcast to um, protect their hearts and minds right now and in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. I rebuke all demonic entities that are currently probably overhearing this, this conversation right now that are coming through your screens that are wanting to invoke the spirit of fear into your heart. This is not meant for you guys to fear the demonic realm. This is for you guys to be educated and learn how to fight our enemy because our enemy is coming for us coming for your children, coming for, for your future generations, and also came, like, for your past, previous generations as well. So this is not for you guys to fear anything scary. This is for you guys to just get educated. And this is coming to you guys in love and light, even though it is heavy stuff. And um, just do not be afraid of these these entities. They are losers. They are disembodied spirits yeah. of the Nephilim. These guys are deformed freaks and they will never win in the end. So that is like what we need to be remembering before we move on. Cause I don't want anybody to be scared, <laughs> scared at all. No. Like moving forward. If you guys are, are squeamish to, to scary things or anything like that. 100%. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it's so crazy as some of the things she would do. Um, but, um, I'll continue with the, uh, whenever she would let, um, Whenever we were doing a, it, I, don't, I don't want to call it a sounds. We were just playing a Ouija board. <laughs> I say playing as if it's a child's game. It's 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 not. Um, but mm-hmm. she, I can tell she was acting different because she was quiet. I know that we, I know that we had candles around, and her room probably was the most haunted room in the house. And it was a very small old house, so the layout, uh, the layout was everything was close together, um, and it was so wild, um, and. Yeah, I, I literally saw her eyes turn black and her face started like literally almost molding. Like, um, is she still physically, like her structure still stayed the same? Like her arms didn't get, get any longer, her legs didn't. But um, around the eye, like the occipital ridge area, like it really started like mutating. And she started getting um, wrinkles forming on her face. Holy cow. And, yeah, and then I was just sitting there watching this. And I kid you not, like... I really wanted to be like a big time paranormal investigator. So I was, I had my camera and I was recording this and her friend oh, was wow. right beside her. And yeah, I actually had it on, on video, but I, I mean, of course, one of those things, you know, it's lost the time. I've no idea what happened to that stuff, but it, she would let this stuff happen every so often, like just cause she would get bored. Um, and imagine being so bored that you just like up and say, Hey, let's get possessed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, please like, take my body. You choose that like, to like have fun with. <laughs> I know when I'm bored, I just drink like lots of Kool Aid or something. Like <laughs> that's a horrible example. <laughs> I just do other things, folks. I do other things. Um, no, I have my own like party. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like raiding the pantry. I'm like, let's have fun and eat some chips. So I don't. <laughs> Let me see what I can mix together today and not throw up. Um, <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know, on that note, I want to say like all the stuff I ate before I got married, it was amazing. And then I felt like my wife's like, "Ew, you're gonna That's eat amazing. that?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, I mean, the pizza's <laughs> only been out for a couple days, but it's still good. Take that hair off. Yeah. Okay, um, but you nuke it. You better. <laughs> yeah, no. Give me some of that radiation. Mm. Um, but she would do like several other seances and things like that with a Ouija board. But I, I don't think I was around when that happened because that experience, like I'd seen other possessions, but none that went that far. I mean, that was really wow. extreme. But I also, even before I stepped in foot, stepped foot in that house, 
as soon as we got on that property, yeah, I was not a Christian at the time, of course. It was my BC days. But I literally felt a difference, on, like, just on that property. There wow. could have been a lot of – I wouldn't doubt if there was a lot of blood spilled on that property because blood you know, is a portal as well for yes. access. Yep. People don't realize. I'm glad you guys know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't realize this either, but this is back when I started doing, like, that heavy praying and stuff, and I started doing more research – yeah, so even if there was blood that that your house was built over and you don't know about it, yes, like, you still need to rebuke. <clears throat> excuse me, you still yep. need to rebuke that because it's so crazy. Because I'd always wonder, Crushed. I'm like, because I'd pray like crazy. Yes, what? it's so true. Like I can't believe that you guys are bringing that up. It is literally so true, and it's like, um, like the Sandy Hook shooting and like why yeah. the town of Sandy Hook is like cursed. And it's because of, like, all the blood that's been spilt on it. And nobody has come to steward the land and yeah, to rebuke, it, to uh, rebuke uh, all of that. Wow. That is so, so yeah. deep. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. And some days um, she would come home and she would have these stones with symbols on them. And she would shake them up in her hand and throw them on the floor. And then she would predict what's going to happen that week. And the stuff would actually come true. And I'm like, dude, this is getting crazy. And I would start... And this is around the time whenever I knew that I was going through some form of possession, but for some reason I was never fully possessed. And I believe that's because I, like, I was still open to God. Like I'd always known there was a God, even though I was, I don't know, from a whole life. Um, but you know, having a hard life, um, growing up, like I have a lot of scars and stuff. I'd always wondered why God would do that to me, but yeah. you know, we were all created in God's image and we all have free will. And I know that, you know, my parents, you know, they could have done better, but, you know, no one, no one's perfect. And, but also that's also given me, it's given me the ability to meet other people who've related to what I've gone through and stuff like that. So it's been really, really interesting. Um, yeah. And to be yeah. a better dad. Oh my gosh. Yes. I freaking dude, my son is so freaking cool. Like, I mean, it's almost three and I don't do this cause it's, it's just rude, but dude, he'll just lean a little to the left and you'll hear like a little, and I'm like, my man. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, where you learned that from, but it's like these little funny things. And some parents are like, that's gross, but I'm like, that's not, yeah. I mean, I still say it's gross, but the fact he has his own personality and like we can still laugh over stuff like that. And some parents are like, stop, you're gross, you're disgusting, go to your room. Yeah. And I don't know, I just growing up in those kind of atmospheres, I'm like, dude, yeah, Drew can vouch, he's, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, I would be the only one in that house at times and I would see shadows, which it's actually, I don't know the actual demon's name, but it's, a, it's, or it's specific demons where you can literally, you can literally only see them in your peripheral. And like, wow. I would see all these shadows moving in the corner of my, but then I would look, of course, nothing would be there. And wow, it was, I think the second month I was there, it was in February, 2009. That's when it started really picking up. And, uh, I mean, I, I literally thought I was going crazy. Um, cause I would see, hear and feel all this stuff, but nothing was there. One day I was cooking and once again, it was an old house with a really old layout. Everything was close together. So the, the stove is right by the sink. So all I had to do was just turn 90 degrees there and then, and back. And, and I, I turned away from the pot for just a moment and something picked it up and slammed it down. And <gasps> I mean, it was so freaking weird because it was like right there. Like I was trying to be as logical cause I'm a, I'm a pretty logical person. Um, I was trying to explain how that could happen, but there was just no way, like th th no way. Um, yeah. And, and then I'm pretty sure there was somebody buried in the basement there. Um, <gasps> like I'm pretty positive, but, oh, but dude, yeah, man, it was a freaking crazy place. But uh, then um, in February and then it was in June, 2009. 
um, that's when I really started growing to learn more about uh, about God. I started um, going to church, learning about grace and God's love. And dude, it was so freaking awesome. And and that was uh, that was when the battle really began. I mean, I would yeah. walk in this house and I would feel like there were hands around my throat, hands around my wow. whole body. I mean, I would feel like not just not just my whole body was going to pop, but various parts were being squeezed in a way to where like it felt like I was almost trying to be like shredded to pieces. It was such a weird feeling. And then in 2009, I was baptized and I became a Christian. And yes, I still dealt with a lot of this, a lot of the supernatural stuff there, but it didn't bother me as much by the blood of Christ. I mean, at that point, well, no demon. Um, but however, you know, uh, the girl still practiced witchcraft and her roommate was still possessed. But um, we no longer, we had, we were no longer in a relationship, but we were just friends and I would just sleep on the other side of the house and whatnot where most of the activity happened. But she would show me sometimes all this, all this stuff. Like one day she, she wanted to rearrange her room. So she did it in a way to where her vanity was back against the wall where it faced the closet. And she said the gateway where the spirits come through or come through her closet. And I'm like, huh, interesting. And she left it open one day. Um, I don't think it was on purpose, but she took a picture because she moved her, her room around a lot whenever she got bored. And <laughs> I saw I saw a reflection in the mirror and it was a, a, a hooded figure and Ugh. a man standing beside the hooded figure. No way. And like, and there is no way possible because the the closet was so freaking small, I can barely. I'm five eight. Um, you know, I guess you can call me like like thin, thin ish, and like I, I just I couldn't even stand in there like shoulder to shoulder. Like it's it was such a small closet, and this hooded figure uh, they they were one hundred percent in the mirror and not in the closet, but they were trying to I guess confuse whoever looked at that picture. I really wish it. I'm not a I'm not I'm not a thief, but I really wish I took that picture. Um, but it was so crazy. You saw like up until the waist. They, they were, you can see them, but then they started like dissipate the lower it went and they were gray. They were like a grayish white black. And of course, where the hood was, there was no face. It was just pitch black. And the guy, it was a man who was standing beside that hooded figure uh, was, wow. yeah, he was probably about like my height. He just looked like your average, average dude, but dead. <laughs> um, but it was just so weird how that stuff showed up. And I mean, I, I do have a crap ton of, or a whole lot of other stories, but um with the witch yeah that's what it was and then um i don't know if you read another story but i know like i can talk about salem when i went up there yeah do that if you want me to. absolutely okay. um it was back in 20 i think it was 2015 um or 16 no, or something but our... it was after the bigfoot hunt so it was 2016 i remember when you guys went i was all bummed oh, I couldn't okay, go. okay yeah yeah okay. i was bummed i couldn't go <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm telling you, man. Well, no, man, me and you are going to go up there because after you hear this story, you're going to be like, dude, Jesus is so needed. We don't yeah. even have to talk about Jesus, dude. People can tell that you're a Christian. And, Aww. dude, it's it's awesome, but it's also very scary because you will get threats. Um, but I'm like, dude, I mean, I've got Jesus, guys. Like, I mean, I'm not in a rush to die, but, you know, I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> um, but hold on. Had to eat that last piece of pepperoni. Um to live Let's as Christ, see. to die as gain, bro. Oh, yeah, mother trucker. Ah, guy. You cuss. <laughs> Did you cuss? Okay, so uh, we used to support. <laughs> Zuck, what? Zuck, no, he Zuck. didn't. He didn't. Zuck, did you just drop the F-bomb? You didn't drop the F-bomb. No, he said trucker. Oh, no, mother, mother oh, truckers. Oh, gotcha. Don't worry. 
Oh my god! Because it's like I said I the word heard. ship earlier. I, I what's funny like, is that a, if you actually bleep that out, out on the ship edit. floating in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our church. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> so our church. <laughs> real in, Zeth. Real in. Real in. Real in, bro. Okay. So <laughs> our church used to support. Um, a church, a church, a church uh, up north, and, <laughs> and yeah, you go up there to the church. Anyways, go. Ahead. Yeah, you gotta go up there to the church. You gotta take a left. Oh, that's my house. But <laughs> there, there was a church we used to support. That was a pretty small church um, because uh, I mean, mega churches up there in, in uh, uh, New England area, man. They're so freaking small. I mean, probably like a mega church up there would probably be considered about 150. Around 150 people, maybe. Um, wow. And on average, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So there was um, a team heading up there, and I really wanted to go to Salem, and especially because of like my experience dealing with witch witchcraft and stuff. And I just wanted to go up there and just show show love, and that's what that church was about, just showing the love of Christ. And they were in a really good spot here in Murfreesboro. It's almost the, uh, the big town we're in, and it's where a lot of offices are. Um, and I guess lawyers' offices and things like that, um, community center or something. But anywho, yeah. And they they got this really cool place um, that was just outside the mall, which is freaking popping. Uh, that's my trendy word today. Um, and there would be all these people who would go around that area, like on Halloween or like the week of Halloween and stuff like that. And they would just mm-hmm. offer them hot chocolate, a conversation and, and stuff, just trying to sober them up or just trying to talk to them and figure out ways they can get to church. It's awesome. Like, they, they would get, if you wanted like cream or something for your coffee, they'd be like, oh, it's in the church. Let's, let's go, let's go get some. And dude, it was so amazing, the conversations you could have there. And the layout of it was incredibly, it didn't even look like it was really updated like the architecture or anything and, and i loved it there so I, I mean i've been telling drew for years i'm like dude we're gonna go back like, well i'm well i want us to go back Aww. and you go with me um that's awesome and dude it is it you can make such an impact yeah man even like and and you and your husband like you guys totally go totally go but he doesn't like have to you know go on halloween or anything but dude it's it's such a massive impact you can make and you can literally feel a different presence in the air um so I just fast forward to Halloween and they have a, a really big park there, which I don't, I don't know how recent this was, but they actually had the world's largest Ouija board there, which I'm like, that's stupid. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember it's like that. an interstate for any, anything to go through. Um, but, but they would have people dress up. It was almost like a comic con, but and these okay. people would spend a lot of money like dressing up for it. But it I mean, it was wild. And, yeah, you would see there would be a massive witch's circle, which there were two warlocks in the middle. And then there were four people that would kind of they would that would be further away from them, but dancing around them. And they would be doing witchcraft because you can pay attention to their hands and they're doing certain signs and all this crap. Because um, just like uh, it, uh, I forgot what it was, but I guess uh, on Hall- on Hallow's Eve, that's when the veil between both worlds is the thinnest. And mm-hmm. yeah, they would be trying to put up like safe barriers or something like that to talk to their relatives. And it almost okay. in a way it had the structure of a, a church sermon because they would they would give you some history. They would ask if you want to take communion and then they would they would all celebrate and they would dance around like these people would dance around the warlocks and stuff because these warlocks were chanting and stuff. And um, 
whenever like you did duality. communion, how that works. Yeah, dude, it's it was so wild um, just witnessing that. And then I was talking to my buddy, and um, it was just uh, a really really interesting experience. Um, and it was also kind of funny because the two warlocks they were also lovers, and whenever there was a skull, it was a legit skull because I've taken anatomy physiology, and. I'm like, wow, that's an actual skull. And they said it's from Robert, our ancestor. And then I looked at my buddy. I said, did, did Robert give his permission for them to take his head? Uh-huh. Um, and they would take it around and you look in Robert's eyes. And I, I forgot exactly what you say, but I think it's some mantra or, or something. And and then you take a piece of pomegranate. <laughs> and, the, and this part was funny. But um, the, the head warlock who is known all around the world, like he is really well known. And I, I've chatted with him a few times. Uh, he's a very tall guy as well. Uh, he started arguing with uh, with his boyfriend because he was like, "Wait, you got actual pomegranate? I thought you got freeze dried." And, and, I don't know. It was just funny. Um, what's gonna do that? And there were thousands of people there. And then after everybody started going in the witch's circle, doing all sorts of dances, and I remember, and I I don't want this to sound racist or anything, but there would be Asians, and so many Asians that I've seen, they're always like, "Oh, yeah, how's the car?" Like they're so excited to do so many freaking things. <laughs> and I wish I had that energy, but they would like, I would watch one of them go around like once. And then like, every time they go around, they'd seem to gather one other person, but they would still be holding hands until it was like 10 of them going around the circle. Like, oh, it's another hot shot. like it was, it was so, it was so, it was funny, but I don't think they knew what they were actually getting involved in. Then I would watch, you know, uh, mothers or family members dragging their kids in there and their kids were obviously terrified. And and then another, and, and that was like kind of the biggest part of that experiencing it. The rest of it, we just spent in the church just helping out, talking to people on Hallow's Eve and Halloween. And, and the other time that I went is when I went to the satanic church or was it the temple? I don't know. It's, it's a house, just a black house, two stories. Yeah. Um, but it, at the time, my, our home, my home church here, we supported four up around that area and we went to all of them and dude. It's it's so amazing, like how good we have it down here in the south yeah. as Christians, dude. It's so. I, I mean, it's it's no joke up there. Like, you're either hot or cold, and mm-hmm. uh, we, me and my buddy, I said, dude, let's go to the Satanic Church. So we, we went in there, and of course, immediately when you go through, um, and I knew I was going to deal with spiritual warfare, even though we prayed and stuff like that. But uh, we are beacons of light to those to those vultures. Um, but you take a left and then you, you're greeted by whoever those people are. Um, and yeah. And then you just walk around, which is not what they had one room in the very back and it had art and that art, some of it had actual blood and then it actually had um, bone. And I'm like, wow. oh, that's some odd stuff. And then there's a little, um, I don't know what you call it. it. It's a room in the middle that separates both uh, two separate rooms. Um, but it was this middle room and it had that, is it Baphomet? Yeah, yeah yeah it was that thing and whatever then there were all these like books and stuff in there and it was just so odd seeing that um and and then in the back room it, they, they were playing like seances and stuff on tv um and there was there was a lot of like source material in there um but i think that that pretty much wrapped it up like i wasn't in in awe of, of being there but then again it's this is just towards Satan, but like he's not very creative. Once again, he has to steal from other people. So I, it wasn't anything life changing. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. And I know there are probably going to be some brothers and sisters out there who are like, man, why the heck would you want to go at, like in a satanic temple or church? I'm like, man, how can we fight fight against something we don't know much about? Like we ha- we have to be educated, and we have to also be incredibly careful. 
Um, like so 100%. Cause that stuff won't follow you. Like, I mean, if you pray hard enough, like it, it may not follow you, but then it, now that it knows who you are, like it will latch on to other people. Um, even, even your kids, man, like your kids are so vulnerable in the, in their state. Like it, it's just, it's so sucky to see that, but yeah, that's what, that's why praying is so important, especially as a parent, you've got to be the, the spiritual so leader. So true. That was so good. Thank you so much for telling all of us that that's going to be like such a good source of information for people to look back on, especially for like a personal story for um, people to, to look at and really reflect upon. Because honestly, I feel like, I mean, history books only go so far. Um, and there needs to be that personal connection there for people to really resonate with and really have like a deciding factor of whether or not they want to go ahead and, you know, turn away from internal sin or, um, you know, keep going along the way that they are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Drew, um, was there a story that you wanted to tell about your time in the police force? Um, during Halloween, I think that we talked about yeah. that before. Okay, yeah, let's hear that, and then we can, you know, close this off because I know we all, <laughs> we all are <laughs> our parents, and it's probably getting close to bedtime for you guys too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, it's really not much of an educational thing, but it's definitely to make people aware of what of how deep this goes. Um, so basically, me and my buddy, we actually got called. Uh, it's like one of the state hospitals and this guy needed to be transported from the state hospital to like, it's like one of like the prison facilities in, in like the infirmary. And anyways, so we get there and there's already eight officers on top of this guy. Cause this guy checked in anyways, he was out there for loitering. Well then two officers got a hold of him. He broke their handcuffs, so they got a couple more guys on him. They took him to the state hospital. Well, while he was there, his name was inmate Moreland. I'll just call him that because that was his last name was Moreland. Well, we got there. Well, it turns out that he bit one of the nurses' noses off. <gasps> yes, and then he was just going crazy. He was stabbing himself, cutting himself, and he was talking in Latin, right? Dang. So as soon as we pulled up, they already had eight officers on top of him. He broke through two set of handcuffs, a leg restraint, and they're just wrestling this guy. So the tasers didn't work. The mace didn't work. Well, we couldn't do like less than – we basically couldn't do like lethal rounds or anything because this guy didn't have a weapon on him. you know. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he wasn't grabbing for our weapons. He was just wrestling us. That's it. So we got there. We basically put hands on him. This dude was crazy strong. And right off the rip, we got there. I knew something was up spiritually. I felt something was going on. And this was on Halloween, by the oh, way, mind you. Okay. So, and anyway, so when we got there, we put hands on this guy. Well, as we finally got him down, we put three sets of handcuffs on him, two leg restraints. And then we had to put a spit mask on him because he was trying to spit at us, bite at us. Wow. And at the same time, he was actually speaking in Latin. And his eyes were tattooed black. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, and then, and then not only that, um, when I was in, I was actually in a couple classes on how to read um, gang tattoos, so I can look at someone who's got tattoos. Like, okay, cool, this guy's a part of like, this guy's a part of like the Mexican mafia or like the Norteños or whatever, you know. 
by just looking at the tattoos, but also we got uh, educated on like, on like uh, Satanist cultic tattoos as well. So this guy had a bunch of different like tattoos with like the occult and certain things that they meant. So uh, I already knew right off the rip that this guy was, he wasn't like a regular guy that we just go bust, you know, put up in jail. So this guy, this guy was definitely possessed for one. And at the same time, after we got him down and put him in the car and we're taking him up uh, to the prison uh, to check him in, he, um, he heard me praying. But here's the thing is that I was praying in my head as soon as we got wow. there. And that definitely stirred him up more. And when um, after we got him down, got him in the squad car, he's just screaming like crazy. So by the time we got to the by the time we got to the facility, the guards let us in. We basically checked him in the infirmary. We actually got like a restraint chair. And then we were, I'll say we gently put him on a four-point bed. So a four-point bed is basically a steel bed. And then you got handcuffs, you know, to basically, you know, just to hold his hands down and to hold his legs down. And then basically you put like rope, not ropes, but basically kind of like, um, I'll call them um, belts basically like seat belts across his torso and yeah. stuff that way he can't move. And then we put a helmet on him because he was starting to smack the back of his head. And at that time I was actually controlling his head while the nurses and the facility members were putting on the restraints on him. And, uh, I just started praying in the spirit, like, Lord, you know, God, I just pray Lord that you just, that whatever entity is controlling him, God, that you just subdue him, God, and you control him right now in the name of Jesus. You get him out of here, and you let us do our job, and you keep everybody safe, right? And I'm just praying. Well, he stops, looks at me, and his voice changes. He says, Andrew, stop effing praying. Well, I never told him my first name. Wow. All you, all you see on my on my nameplate is my last name. That's it. And he's just growling at me. So, of course... I turned it up a notch. I kept praying even harder. And he's just, he's, he's doing something to me in Latin. So after that, he's, he's good to go. We walk out. And then after that, he just calms down. Like after we leave and we're just like looking through the freaking um, glass window of the room and he's just staring at us, just breathing heavy. Wow. And then, and then the, one of the nurses comes up is like, Hey, we need to get like a minister in here or a priest in here and stuff, you know, just to calm this guy down. And yeah, so that was the yeah, that was basically Holy it. Holy cow! <laughs> wow. And <clears throat> again, this was on. This took place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this is just one of the like probably countless cases that law enforcement receives on Halloween, and. I just think it's so interesting to the fact that it's only Christianity that seems to be attacked this much. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems to be the only thing that, you know, Christians want to really justify to is Halloween and, and Easter and, and also Christmas. All of these, all of these pagan holidays, they all have deep, dark roots to them. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like after this podcast, I'm going to get on and I'm going to research like what goes on during like, um, like, uh, Estarte, which is Easter, like what the, mm-hmm. what the Celtics and droids worship, like what, what goes on during that time? Cause we know that 
uh, springtime is a high sacrifice month uh, or like season and uh, Christmas also is a high sacrifice season as well. Um, every single, you know, eclipse and equinox and whatnots, it's all very high sacrifice season. So it just, you know, makes me wonder what else could be going on outside of Halloween as well, but also why, like, I like have a feeling, I just know that some people listening to this will end up celebrating Halloween this year, no matter what. And like, like no matter how many times we, we could, you know, stress, don't participate, don't participate. People are going to do it. And honestly, we need to be praying for those people even harder who are listening to this and are just going to end up going and, you know, dressing up this year. Honestly, I, I really do send out a special prayer for those people because God is so like, <laughs> he is so strict about this stuff. Um, and he is absolutely gonna, gonna rain down the pain train when it comes time. But <laughs> it's not too late to do the right thing. It truly is like for anybody who's still having in their mind, the plan of, of celebrating this holiday, Jesus is still, you know, he's still here. He's still the most important and it's not too late to turn your eyes away from what's popular and turn away or turn towards what, what is going to give you popularity in in the end, which is going to heaven. And I think that, Honestly, every single person always wants to go to heaven, but nobody nobody wants to experience that spiritual death for sure. And Halloween, celebrating Halloween is a great way to put yourself in that spiritual death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed on that. And, um, you know, like, for well, example, like real quick, like for me, um, I was really big into horror movies and haunted houses and stuff when I was younger. But me it too. took it definitely took God uh, to definitely open up like my spiritual eyes on that. And I'm really super glad he did. And uh, for anybody listening, um, I, I really plead and pray that you guys just really think about it. Like, you know, what glory is it bringing to God? And also too, you know, if you guys are open to this, um, have God show you and convict you and um, you know, just research this stuff, guys, you know, don't, don't take it for what you hear, you know, go out and yeah, go out and stuff. research and this. line it up with the Bible. Absolutely. You know, I gave you guys a lot of uh, scriptures uh, to, you know, to basically, you know, just to back it up. So, yep. Like I said, yeah. you know, just, yeah, just be Holy Spirit sensitive. <sighs> yeah. No, and also, I just want to say, just remember, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I just, uh, and just, just a reminder, just remember, this isn't just you, it's generations. So if you don't yep. like what's going on now, this has been happening for about a decade, but nobody will ever said anything about it and and that's why i need to be careful and then i also too um, i want to throw out like these quick stats that i got from statistic statistic.com yes um, on halloween do. but it says halloween spending in 2023 is proje- uh, projected to reach 12.2 billion 12.2 billion imagine what what else we can be doing with that money um and then here's the spending breakdown so you have 4.1 billion for costumes 3.9 billion for decorations 3.6 billion for candy and 0.5 billion just for greeting cards and here's the crazy part this is jack-o'-lanterns people spent 377 million dollars on jack-o'-lanterns just last year and in 2021 65 percent of americans plan to celebrate halloween 
and the last one, I think, yeah, the last that's one. That's like so. as many as, like, the, I think 70% of the population got vaccinated, too. Ooh, I don't know if oh I can say God. that on podcast. I'll probably it. cut that out. <laughs> yeah. I'll cut the that out. The jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the- then also, the top, yeah, they got the Fauci ouchie. Um, <laughs> the top adult costumes the in 2019 <laughs> were witches, vampires, and superheroes. And, wow. and, and am I correct in saying this, but are superheroes supposed to be like the Nephilim? Like I think yep. that they're yeah, like, like e- either that, and I think Superman is like, a fallen angel. Yeah. Okay. And the, the Eternals. Superman, yes. I, I think the yeah. Eternals are also fallen angels. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, not cool, but cool that you know that and you shared it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, you seriously brought it so hard tonight, and I really appreciate you guys for working with me and for coming yeah. on and, you know, just being like-minded and showing people that, I mean, especially the people that follow me too, a lot of people have messaged me talking about how I make them feel like they are less alone in the world. And honestly, I think that it's so important for you guys to be on here too, because now there's more people for people for like other like listeners to listen to and resonate with and just let you let everybody know who's listening. You're not alone. Like there are so many people like us and not only that, but we're going to be here for you. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. If you send me a message, I'm going to get back to you. If you send either one of these guys a message, they're going to get back to you too, because there is nobody that is like, like not important enough to like reach out to. Um, And there, there's always, always more people to connect with and you know let you guys know that you're not alone in this world and um we are a community that is tight-knit and we need to stay tight-knit because end times is coming and we need Uh those people that we can you know reach out to and say hey like things are getting bad before cell phones cut out where are you gonna be and we need to start getting together that underground church and i think that that was one of the things that God shared with me um, when starting my journey was that he wanted me to be a part of, of saving his people. And mm. um, cause I'm not just here for, you know, the lost. I'm also here for the people that are lukewarm the hardest because those people really do think that they're saved and they're literally throwing themselves into the pit of fire and I am so incredibly concerned for every single person of this generation that I am willing to do whatever it takes to help save these people and um, just, you know, bring that example into my future generations and teach my son um, and hopefully future children. Um, you know, this is this is what footsteps we need to be following and we need to be on a, on a rescue mission to help save the lost and um the cryptid warfare podcast is one of those podcasts that is on the same exact mission and so guys um before we close off let all of uh, my audience know where we can find you and um how we can listen to you more and and all that good stuff okay i'll go okay guys if you guys want to get a hold of us um i run uh the facebook and our Instagram page. So you can find us uh, on Instagram. It's under cryptid warfare. And then also on uh, Facebook, it's under a uh, Drewski and Z baby uh, cryptid warfare. So you can find us that way. And then also we have a website. It's uh, um, cryptidwarfare.com. 
And then also we have an email too. If you guys want to get a hold of us, is cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. And Zook runs the two other ones. The Go ahead, Zook. It's the YouTube and the TikTok, I think. Awesome. Hey, YouTube and TikTok. And sorry if they don't seem very, uh, very busy, just focusing on other things right now um, that are still podcast related. But I'm putting a lot of content on our website that'll be, they'll be under like, um, they're like different it's not, it's not tears sorry uh there are different sections that that house different type of things like from evidence of uh flat earth to cryptids to dogmen like the actual dogmen videos are, are legit dogmen videos on there and you don't have to have, have oh. a subscription or anything to like actually look at them but seriously guys when you actually see those like it's really going to open up your mind but yeah there's a lot of helpful content on the archive that i that i'm building up on there um and it's updated uh weekly but also, too, you're putting up uh, like our our pastor. Hi, buddy. You're putting up our our pastor's uh, sermons on there, right? Yes. So so far, I have just John on there, but I'm going to up upload them um, on there. And and the story behind that is because uh, we have some listeners who who listen to us in areas where they're actually persecuted. And I figure if it's on a site called Crypto Warfare, that whenever that shows up on like search history. Um, people out there like they won't really think much about it. That's and when so I say smart. people out there, I'm like the ones who take your who take these girls' phones. Um, they won't really think much about it when they when they just see that. So that's very very smart. Yeah, oh, well, and shout you. out uh, to my friend uh, Jaya and her sister Hannah there in India, and then uh, shout out to my friend Adi and uh, uh, Oren there over there fighting in uh, in Israel. So hope you guys oh, will be wow. safe out there. Yeah, prayers for everybody who is in Israel. I don't care whose side you're on. Um, the death of innocent life, um, just the loss. The loss of life in general is is heartbreaking to God. No matter who who they are, it's a heartbreak, and we should be praying for both sides. I mean, we need to be praying that the Jews over in Israel really are are able to see that Jesus is the Son of God and that Amen. he he is mm-hmm. the Lord and Savior of our life. And for Muslims, we need to be praying that they understand that Jesus is more than just a prophet and that he is the son of God and that Allah is nothing but a false idol. Um, and we, we really need to be praying those prayers for sure because Jesus can still work miracles and he can still bring good out of this situation. Even if it is in times, we can still save so many people by sharing the gospel and especially for praying over those that are either in combat or experiencing oppression from the combat. Um, I do think that that is important because either way, um, Jesus is coming soon and there's people that we need to save. We, we need to save them and that that's our mission. And so um, but thank you guys for, for sharing um, all those people who are in oppressive nations as well. Um, it's very important to, to really humanize this and to really get people to understand that this stuff really is happening. It's not just um, something to desensitize. It's something to stay sensitized to, for sure. Um, but with all that being said, I love having you guys um, – like in company in general, I love talking with you guys so much and doing the last podcast that I did with you guys doing this one. And I'm sure we'll do many future podcasts together. Um, it's just so much fun being with like, like-minded people, having a good conversation and having it be so chill. Um, but I want to thank you guys so much. Is there anything else that you want to say before we close out? Uh, no, that guys, uh, you know, just keep your heads up. Uh, if you guys are going through a hard time, you know, just, Guys, I'm I'm really applying and um, letting you know just 
Uh, just rely on Jesus, guys. I know it's rough, but um, it's going to get better. And I'm sending a shout out to my friend Cassandra. She's kicking cancer's butt, and I love you. Anyways, that's all I got. <laughs> and for me, it's <laughs> and, yeah, and for me, um, a helpful quote: "Just a glass can only spill what it contains." So just be careful where your time goes, because that is yep. really where you find your value. So focus on God, and everything else will fall into place. Maybe yeah, not in your time. That but is it will. so good. It will. Amen to that. I wish I had something better to say, but <laughs> thank you guys no. so much for listening to the Alabaster podcast. I'm so excited to be back in the chair and recording and just mm-hmm. having a good time, um, just having conversations that need to be had for sure. But if you guys like this podcast, it's going to be on every single platform here soon. But for right now, it's on Spotify. And make sure to follow the Alabaster podcast all on Instagram and to follow me, Jillian Stone, your host on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and twitter uh, but for for now thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you in the next one bye everyone all right i guess it's just us i'm out call me later okay see you gosh leave <laughs>